this is Pastor John. And this is DC James. And this is the Catechast, uh, talking about the fifth commandment today, uh, which is a life or death situation. Ooh, <laughs> so nice. Um, we'll see what I mean by that. Uh, what is the fifth commandment? You shall not murder. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. All right, good stuff. You know, just about every time I teach confirmation, I have a kid who says, I've never murdered anybody. Yeah. And that's always <laughs> a great opportunity to say, oh, really? <laughs> um, and we, we talk about how keeping this commandment is not just outside of us, but inside of us, mm -hmm. right? In the heart. Yeah. Our attitudes, our speech, and then also the things that we don't do, the things we left leave undone. Yeah. Because uh, Luther talks about helping and supporting people too. How do we see God's love and grace to his people in this teaching? Just that life is sacred. You mm -hmm. know, all life, all parts of life has value no matter what because it comes from God. Mm-hmm. And so we have to see that in every person that God has given this person life and they have value. Yeah, and really like just teaching our kids to have reverence for life from conception to natural death. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the person or their situation, we, we have this, this deep reverence for life. And I think of it like this, when you go into an art museum and you have these like 400 year old paintings you're going to approach that with respect, right? Yeah. Uh, and because it's a masterpiece, it's valuable. And in the same way, that's the way that God wants us to approach every single human. Because we are all created in the image of God, and we have inherent dignity and worth from our creator. We're a masterpiece. Yeah. And the incarnation of Jesus, and, and what I mean by incarnation is that the word became flesh, that God entered into this world in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, that even tightens that argument right. that, that we are special to God because God has entered into our flesh and blood in Christ and mm -hmm. that really affirms our human dignity. So the idea here is teaching our kids to have just absolute reverence for human life. It goes beyond the just kind of be kind. Mm -hmm. you know? It's deeper than that, right? Yeah. So how does God want us to live with this knowledge, with this fifth commandment? Well, yeah, so for the Christian, there cannot be hate, either in the heart, in the, on the lips, and, uh, or in our actions. Mm -hmm. But rather, we're called to have compassion and kindness. Uh, we are called to defend life, to protect life. And really, we're called to live with a posture of love toward all life. Yeah, um, because God is love, and this is how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And so really, it, it's teaching us just to have a, a different approach. Because in the world, a lot of times, we have a very um, kind of consumer relationship with life, where we just mm -hmm. use people yeah. for whatever we need or we want, and that's... And and we'll cut people down with our words or our actions, mm -hmm. or we'll ignore the needs of others if it doesn't benefit us to help them. Mm -hmm. But God is just, he's really 
getting our attention with this commandment and saying, look, you don't understand how sacred life is. Uh -huh. Yeah. Obviously, the world is going to agree to some extent on this, but yeah. also they're not going to disagree. Uh, they're not going to agree. So, so what are some ways that we might be challenged on this teaching? Well, the, w the world really says that it's okay to hate some people. Mm -hmm. It's okay to push some people out of your lives, whether, you know, for many years it's the elderly or the, or the young, those, those people. But, but even those people that don't agree with us, mm -hmm. either politically or sports team or whoever it may be, those are, are people that kind of are against us so we can kind of kill them in our own heart, in our own mind, as Jesus says. Yeah. And like, and we can, we can disagree with people who, and we can't even set up boundaries with people. No. <laughs> yeah. But the attitude of our heart has to be love and compassion. Right. Because God says no to us sometimes and he sets up boundaries with us. But, but he still has that attitude of love and compassion. So what are some teachings that we see outside of Christianity that go directly against this commandment? When it comes to those big ones of abortion mm -hmm. and euthanasia, those are the ones that go completely against what, what God has called for us mm -hmm. um, and is, is stated in, in the fifth commandment that God holds those people sacred and holds those people with value. Yeah. I think also another thing to add to is that the world kind of has this me first mentality where the yeah. goal of life is just to acquire more mm -hmm. and to get ahead and sometimes at the expense of others yeah, or just at the expense of just not really thinking about the plight of others. And so really this idea of, of helping our kids to be aware of the, the needs around them mm -hmm. and that the purpose of their life is not to, you know, be happy, successful and rich, but really to use all the resources and gifts they have for the benefit of other people to support their life and help. Yeah. 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 That hate's not just actively against someone but even just shutting your eyes against someone yeah being complacent yeah. yeah yeah so what are some conversation points that we could have with our teenagers i would say understanding what hate looks like in their lives what that destructive nature of of that sin looks like in their lives um whether it's that hatred of the bully or the hatred of the person that says that wrong thing to you. Mm -hmm. What is, how is that being destructive to you as an individual, but to you as a, as a community? And I think with, especially with the teenager that the talking about their own experience can help them see that, you know, to say, has there ever been a time when you have just absolutely felt left out or hated or excluded? Mm. And what did that feel like? And, yeah. and was that fair? And to help them to kind of say, well, let's think about other people. How might other people experience that? Uh, and helping our kids to, I would say a, a great conversation point too, is helping our kids to see kindness and love and respect for other people in the bigger picture. Yeah. Because, you know, like around Carney, for example, you know, it's the hashtag be kind. 
mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. That's, I mean, we should be kind to each other. But I don't know if we always understand why we should be kind. Yeah. Should we just be kind because that's what we do? Is it peer pressure? Or is there a bigger story here? If we look at this within the biblical story that God created all of us, we have worth and dignity, mm-hmm. and that God gave his own son for us to redeem us and make us his own, that's actually what's going to motivate our kindness, which is a whole different motivation than just be kind. Yeah. Right. So actually putting those things into action too, mm-hmm. you know, not just saying be kind, but I think especially teenagers need that tangibility of being kind. Mm-hmm. So finding ways to help your teenager be that to other people, whether it's mowing your neighbor's yard or raising money or, or food drive or whatever it may be, being those, those tangible things to help your neighbor. And even asking the question, what motivates our kindness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because so sometimes I think that teenagers can be compliant and kind and care about the needs of others because it gets you some social credit. You know, people mm. look at you. It might yeah. even, you know, if you do community service, it might even work out well with the scholarship eventually. Right. right. I've, I've, my wife and I are looking at college planning for our kids and a book that we're reading is talking about how you know, even more important than a diversity of extracurriculars is to have consistent communities. Hmm. And so, okay, but why? Yeah. And the simple answer I think that we can help lead our kids to is that we're kind and loving even in a sacrificial way to others because that's what God did for me. Mm-hmm. I want to treat other people the way God has treated me in Christ, which right. is merciful. How about some scripture here? What right. do you got for us today? That goes right with what you just said about what God has done for us. So in 1 John 4, verses 19 to 21, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot, not, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. I love just how practical that is. John's like, look, if God loved us in this way, we should love each other. And if you say that you love your brother, but you don't actually love him, then you're lying. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and don't say that you love God if you don't love your brother. Right. Because then you're really lying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in closing, how do we pray for our kids? I would say... Open their hearts to those, those moments where they can be loving and kind, mm-hmm. that they're open to, to do those things willingly. And I think this even, yeah, like praying for them that they would be motivated by the Holy Spirit to, to be mm-hmm. kind for the right reasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and um, I think even in the way we discipline our kids too, like, yeah. Sometimes we just want our kids to be like kind to each other so they don't drive us crazy. Yeah. Like when the siblings are fighting. Just be like, quiet. It's like, chop it. Um, <laughs> but if we're able to be calm and gentle enough and direct enough with them to say, you know, God has given you to each other as a gift. And, and the reason that you, are, that you should treat each other better is mm-hmm. because, uh, because of God's command. 
um, sometimes I think that we parent in a very secular way, yeah. meaning that we remove God from it completely. We're just behaviors. Yeah. But we want to parent in and discipline in, in a God-centered way to be, you didn't just break my commandment, you broke God's commandment. Yeah. And let's take that to the cross and let's have forgiveness. Yeah. And then let's learn what it means to live as, yeah. All right, well, that is the fifth commandment and uh, we'll see you next time for the sixth commandment.